The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. So you're here because you want to know modern, vintage, everything in the world of card collecting today. Chuck, he's the collector, and Joe, he's the dealer, welcome you to the best card talk that covers it all. From the hottest new cases to 67 high numbers, all brought to you by Oxygen Financial. Breathe easier about life with Oxygen Financial. Visit OxygenFinancial.net and buy sports card investor the leading source for videos podcasts and articles about investing in sports cards profit from the hobby you love by visiting sportscardinvestor.com collector dealer take it away such a nice lead in every single episode and yep he told you collector and the dealer this is episode 45 a month till national. What's Joe doing? Well, I'm Chuck. I'm the collector. Been doing this since 1976. I was a second grader. Uh, I've told this story before. My sister had been at a slumber party, came back, and somehow a couple of baseball cards had made it into her stuff as she was scooping it up the next morning. I was like, what are these? And are there more? Uh, well, about 45 years later, turns out there were some more of those. Uh, he's Joe Davis. He's the dealer. Joe, how you doing today? Doing great, Chuck. Busy as ever. So much going on in the hobby. So much to talk about. Yeah, absolutely true on both of those accounts. And uh, I gave my background story. Uh, to give everybody a flyover of Joe Davis's uh, history, collecting and dealing and all that. And uh, we uh, got a lot of crossover. We've known each other going back like elementary school, middle school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I too started. 76 was also the first year I bought cards and uh, have been buying them every year since. And uh, we opened our retail store back in 1991. And now we sell both through our retail store in Loganville and online under got baseball cards. That's G O T baseball cards.com. And, and, uh, coming up, we'll be at the national and, uh, we've got lots going on in the company right now. All right. Uh, let's talk about the national. It is, we said it's a month till the national what's Joe doing. Um, if the national opens for VIPs on Wednesday afternoon at four, uh, your journey and your prep, it, it starts probably a month, if not at least in your brain, even more than a month out. But uh, if you look on the calendar, we're basically four weeks from when you're going to be in Chicago. They're going to be opening the doors for uh, customers. What are you and your employees doing right now? What's that checklist look like? It's a long, long checklist. I can tell you that. We've been working on stuff for weeks. We, uh, we're pricing thousands of graded cards. We're uh, sorting all kinds of vintage, everything from dollar vintage to I've got uh, one one uh, coworker who's working on jerseys and autograph cards, getting those priced. Uh, I just ordered some more showcases yesterday. We've got shirts ordered. We've got new signage, new banners, you name, you know, all kind of advertising things ordered. We just signed a deal with Beckett. We're going to be doing one of the 10 special giveaways at our booth this year. We're going to be giving away, uh, it's a free card with a purchase, a Trevor Lawrence, special edition Trevor Lawrence Beckett rookie card, limited to 1,000 produced just for the national. So I, I did the write-up for that card. So it's always cool to say you helped create a card. So 
lot, lots of great stuff going on. Uh, and we'll probably be working up till the night before, uh, pricing and packing and sleeving and, and, uh, so much research involved. And, and I'm sure when I get down to the very last week, I'm going to be having to make some hard choices as to, okay, what's going to fit in the van and what is not, you know? So, uh, but you know, we'll have a huge selection. We've got, uh, really three booths this year in two parts of the room. So, um, we, Whoa, we back up. Tell me what's the setup again. Um, we're going to have, uh, two booths at right next to the corporate area in numbers, booth numbers, five thirty six and five thirty eight, And then Austin Brown, who handles our break. Business, oh yeah. is going to be over in the break area. Uh, promoting our soccer side of the business. Yeah, uh, so we've had that, we've had Austin on before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. So he's going to be he's going to be teaming up with one of the other largest soccer breakers and uh, uh, sharing a booth to promote soccer breaking and to promote soccer products. That'll be over in the uh, break area. So we will we will have the floor covered in lots of places. Ah, goodness gracious! All right, so that's all just the prep and pricing and you know labels and whatever else. Um, what inventory are you choosing to take? Because you've told me before uh, you're thinking about taking unopened product, and you're like, wait a minute, there'll be you know six thousand tables, there'll be plenty or six hundred tables. There'll be plenty of folks you know there with with unopened new inventory. Uh, you mentioned the dollar box. Um, what inventory do you believe you'll be taking up there and what's the motivation for it? Yeah, we like, we like to give a good representation of, of our company, which means we offer stuff that's a dollar. We offer stuff that's over a thousand dollars. So, uh, so we're going to focus on, uh, we love to take vintage to the national because it's one of the best places that we ever move it because there are a lot of vintage collectors there. So we'll have vintage stars, you know, from a dollar to $25 and then we'll have, uh, just in boxes, people can flip through. Then we're going to have a huge selection of graded. Uh, I'll probably have two full showcases of nothing but graded LeBron rookies. I'll have, uh, you know, vintage graded. I'll have modern graded. I'll have, you know, stuff that's just come out. Uh, and we will have a large selection of wax as well this year. And and on that, I was talking to one of my coworkers yesterday, and I just said, you know, if we've got 10 cases of it here, let's take a case. You know, if I have half a case, there's no point because we're going to sell out of it anyway yeah. in the store. So, so basically, the stuff that we have excess inventory on, we'll be taking that. And, but really, more you know, for us, the national, you know, the sales are great. It's more about the relationships. It's I've already had, you know, we we had a call yesterday. A guy just wants to meet me. He's one of our online customers. He's going to be there, and so it's just great to interact with people who shop with us all year long. To actually get to meet a lot of them in person and answer questions for them and provide guidance to them so that that's that's the the most fun part of the experience the sales are great but the human interaction tops it all the nightmare of pricing all this hey turns out it doesn't have to be so bad and i'm kind of laughing here um someone that you know personally and have for years and that now i have met and got to know a little bit dr beckett i guess maybe way back whenever he thought about having a beckett pricing app um yay to dr beckett and everybody who owns the company now um i used the beckett pricing app this weekend for the first time and it was just for a private sale we'll talk a little bit more about as we get into the this episode but um it could not be easier it's low book mid book high book and then you can adjust off of that um joe i suppose if you went to ebay completed sales for every single card you would drill down to the exact most accurate recent price. Um, 
it ain't all about that, is it? I mean, if you price a $90 card at 85 and you're able to keep your line moving at your table, I mean, that Beckett app was amazing for me. Yeah, and uh, I, ha- I am more focused on, of course, the graded side of things when I'm pricing stuff like for the show. And that's standard. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, so I, I one other um, tool that I use is 130point.com uh, that that a customer turned me on to, which is is really good at giving you a big picture of a lot of eBay completed sales. But but I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, you can't just go with every, You know, you you know raw card, you know vintage cards really well, and and sometimes one random vintage sale or one random price is not necessarily going to give you the big picture so you know when you, if you've got a clean 69 siever you might get double book if it's really nice so e- even the guides are that i tell people it's called a guide for a reason it's not the definitive answer it is a guide to give you a reference point to start at so uh but it yeah it's uh, very glad glad that one has been a good resource and handy for you and we can't get enough of tools like that to help collectors and dealers. Brother, you ain't kidding because, I mean, I, I remember the old days I was doing – you'll know this. Most listeners won't, but I was at the old Castlegate shows, and yep. I would have, like, Beckett Monthly. I'm flipping through pages trying to see how much this card's worth. Um, and I do want to say, and you pointed out a really important uh, note there, All and you know this, like 95% of my cards are raw and so we were looking at raw cards, um, and it was so useful, that Beckett app. Um, and you're right. there was I had a 65 mantle that I think was $800 card, and I looked at it, and I was like, no, $600. Um, and so we did it. Just It was so convenient versus um, – and I'm going to tell you this. I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but it's a little embarrassing. About a month ago, somebody was interested in my 69 Tops football set. I sat down and priced individually all 264 cards. Put them in a soft sleeve and a top loader, and I, I, Joe, I bet there's not a more accurately priced 69 tops football set on the planet right now. But it took me four days. Yeah, yeah. So, so there is a better way. Uh, Let's keep talking about the national as we uh, continue with the collector and the dealer episode 45. We say it's a month of national. What's Joe doing? Uh, Have you already determined what the travel schedule is? Or I have to imagine by this time you've been to probably 30 nationals, 25 nationals. Um, you've got a travel schedule already in mind, don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've got, uh, I'll be headed up, uh, with, with one team member on Sunday and probably either Sunday or Monday. We haven't decided yet. We, we actually set up on Tuesday, but that's a long drive to Chicago. And then, then I've got, uh, three others flying up Tuesday and I've got another flying up Thursday, excuse me, I have four flying in Tuesday, another flying in Thursday. I've got some local help. Uh, one of my son's good friends is helping us on the weekend. So yeah, we kind of have a staggered schedule of people helping us. And so, uh, we hope we have enough help and, you know, and other, other, another side of me says, I hope I don't have enough help. That means we're going to be so busy. So, uh, I've already made a prediction that it'll be the, if not the highest attended national, it'll be number two after the Anaheim. I feel very confident in that. Yeah. And the Anaheim is where the fire marshal was like, all right, nobody else. Um, yeah. Yeah. Talk, Talk doing business with other dealers before the doors even open, because I've mentioned this maybe, I don't know, 10, 12 episodes ago. Good friend, like both of us know this guy, Bob Presley, and maybe there's yep. BP Sports. There are people who know him in the industry, certainly. He's been in forever. Um, I walked up to him at the National maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago. I was like, and, and I was there with my media credential, and so I walked in about 11 a.m. on Wednesday. VIP starts, I think, at either 2 or 4. 
And so I walk up to Bob and literally is just dealers out there. Nobody hadn't cut the ribbon yet. I was like, uh, you looking forward to a good show? He says, I've already had one. I was like, what do you mean? And long story short, there was a particular item with a Babe Ruth autograph that he had sold to another dealer. He was like, I paid for my show already. Um, talk about some of that interaction because there is a lot of that. And that's how people build that inventory specifically for clients they know are coming by. Like you said, you have an online customer. If he is a, a, a Brewers fan or a Padres fan or Dodgers, I mean, you can cater to that. Yeah, I'll never forget. It was a few, probably four or five years ago. We were setting up on on Tuesday morning, and we were slotted for early set. We were like the eight a.m. setup, so we were like literally one of the very first booths in the entire room set up. And we could not get our boxes unpacked for selling because I only had one coworker with me during the setup, and we were just exhausted. We just we were taking money just everywhere we turn like here i want to buy this i want to buy this like i hadn't even had everything priced like how much is this how much is this it was it was a frenzy and so yeah that year i think setup day we did more than we did any other day and it was not even open to the public yet let's talk current product uh any nba playoff bumps this year trey i'm assuming anything else you want to mention yeah trey Giannis, uh devin booker we've seen a seen a rise in devin booker stuff some uh Chris Paul's probably going to have an uptick the way he's he's played. Uh, you know, uh, Giannis, Chris Middleton, you know, crushed us oh, yeah. in, in uh, game three. So that one, uh, we, we may see some movement on him. But Trey, Trey, it, it, we saw some serious movement uh, after they beat Philadelphia. And so hoping we're going to, as a, of course, as a huge Hawks fan, hoping we continue to see more movement of Trey if they can uh, get past the Bucks. So just give us an overview then of the 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 ladder of brands. Uh, Prism, obviously, at the top, but walk us down from there because I see Mosaic, Select, Optic, all these different options that are graded, and I'm wondering why people didn't just go for the Prism. Well, sometimes it's just price point. The Prism comes out, as far as what we call the mid-tier premium products, the Prism is the highest, most sought after, usually starts at the highest price point. Uh, the Select is often a close second because perennially it's been a hobby only release though they have added some retail on it this year but then you've also got the optic and the mosaic so basically we're talking about the the, the four chrome based products that panini releases they're all very sought after um i tell people you know pick pick the one you like it comes down to being a true collector they're all usually very attractive designs. Pick the one you like the most. If you're chasing Trey Young rookies, pick the design you like the most. Like I, I love his uh, Donruss card, I mean, the, the optic, more than I do the prism. I think it's a nicer looking card, but uh, just the photo of him is a lot better looking photo. So pick the one you like. I don't think you're going to go wrong with any of those. Uh, you know, Sometimes the price point is going to vary a little bit. Um, but the thing is about Prism, when it comes to the graded market, I had this discussion with a customer yesterday. It is graded and graded and graded. I mean, it's, it's a running joke. Like, can you find any raw rookies of these guys left? Because everyone's graded them. So in Prism, because yep. as soon as somebody pulls in a pack, but the, the joke, you know, PSA shut down this year to their lower level services the day before Prism basketball was released. And there was the running joke that they did it because they couldn't handle the volume of all the prism rookies that were going to get graded. 
All right, so before we take a break, I want to ask you about something, Joe, that uh, I'd brought up maybe a month or so ago. I had seen a, a release calendar for, I believe it's Bowman Chrome, and it's going to be in September, and they'll have a, quote, light box where it's just packs with cards in it, and you can get all the parallels, the color, the sparkle, all that, but you're just not guaranteed literally any autographs. Um, and that appealed to me. Well, I started buying Bowman Blasters because of the math. It was basically two cards for a dollar. Um, 72 cards in a blaster, and I can get them for 32 35-ish right now. And I guess they, they premiere at, what, 19? Yeah, SRP, but that, that one immediately shot up sure. into the mid-30s on release. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's basically two cards for a dollar, whereas for the Hobby Box and the Jumbo, you don't approach that at all, but I know that the lure of the hobby and the jumbo was guaranteed autographs. Right. Well, I got, I have bought two 10 blaster lots of Bowman and opened them. From each of the 10 blaster lots, I got two autographs. I've got four total. I don't even care about the autographs, but I, I can look at the table and I've got them. And I got all kinds of sparkle and shine and everything that I love. It appears that's a way to go for somebody like me who isn't really caught up on autographs or relics. Exactly. And that was a great company you purchased them from, too. Yeah, it really right. is. Uh, and, and how can we get in touch with them again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I agree with you. The um, And I tell customers that all the time when they ask about, you know, when people come in and, and I'll compare, here you get a whole lot of cards and a whole lot of inserts, but you're not necessarily guaranteed an auto. Or you can buy this box and get a third as many cards, but you do get an auto. So... It just depends if, if the person just gambling for the huge hit and they just they're chasing that big autograph, then that's what they want to go for the hobby or the jumbo. But if it's just a collector wanting to build the set and get a lot of cards for the money, then I recommend a retail version or a blaster version because you can definitely get like, like you said, you did the math cost per card is so much lower. It's fantastic. I just dig cards. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break. Come back to a little vantage next. That's on the collector and the dealer. A popular thought in the sports card world is that there's two camps, those that love the hobby and those that profit from the industry. Thanks to Sports Card Investor, you can do both. Jeff Wilson has built his Sports Card Investor YouTube channel and his personal website, sportscardinvestor.com, so that if you're a beginner looking to flip cards for cash or a returning veteran to the hobby wanting to make sure you get the best deals ahead of any emerging price trends, Sports Card Investor is for you. Sports Card Investor, the leading source for videos, podcasts, and articles about investing in sports cards. Profit from the hobby you love by visiting sportscardinvestor.com. Back with episode 45 of The Collector and the Dealer. And Joe, let's talk about being a business owner right now. Um, your product happens to be cards, but you're just like so many other business owners in America, whether it's a one-off uh, local thing or McDonald's. Um, hey, I need good help. And, and, and I'm not being funny here. Like, I never thought there'd be a free agent market for card graders. You need employees. Yeah, and it's really been that. Uh, I mean, this year we, we lost an employee uh, who'd been with us for a couple of years who left us to go become a grader at, at uh, CSG and uh, is enjoying his work there. We still talk regularly. And then, uh, but I've added, added a full-time customer service manager, full-time retail manager, uh, and multiple other part-times just this year. And so, yeah, it, it's tough. And, and I'll tell you, 
CSG is going to be at the national hiring. PSA is going to be at the national hiring. I'm sure BG, I mean, all the grading companies are desperate for quality people, educated people in this industry. So, you know, if you want to want to leave your day job and pursue a career with a grading company, head to Chicago with your resume, because uh, I mean, I think they're all probably any of the major grading companies are probably looking to hire 100, 200 people right now. All right. I had talked a few episodes ago, Joe, about doing some private sales and I had it been through the mail uh, with the net 54 board. Um, and I had really waded into the shallow end and gotten to know people. And so I felt comfortable doing um, private sales through the mail. It was just like eBay, except it was through this other place. Uh, and you didn't have any corporate support behind it and everything else, but it was an online transaction. For the first time, I had someone that I've known for probably five, six years over to my house this past Saturday. Um, and he was there about four and a half hours, and he went through mostly 65 and 69 baseball um, of mine tops. Any more tips for the private collector doing private sales? Now, obviously, safety, number one priority, the location where you're going to do it, who's the purchaser, your history with him and her, et cetera. Okay, but if we're secure in all of that, any other tips? Research, research, research. You know, you, you want as many recent comparables, kind of comparisons of the same card in the same grade, uh, regardless of which source you're using to look it up online. And, uh, you know, you, you almost have to, even with graded cards, you know, you can have a PSA 5 and one is an A quality, one's a B quality, one's a D quality. You know, so, you, I mean, I, I just sold a 58 Mantle I think it was a PSA three or four and mine was, it was not a superior quality one. Cause I, I took an offer on eBay cause mine was way off center. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm fine taking that. Even though some others, they got $200 more for the same card in the same grade that were better centered. So you just, you've got to do your research. Um, know, know where your starting point is, know what your bottom dollar is so that if, if there's negotiations involved, you know, you've got some wiggle room and, uh, you know, try try to find win-wins, what we always it, say. It's also being familiar with what it is the customer is looking for. Uh, Joe, he opened my 65 album, and I am I was doing something else at the table, and he's like, oh, there's your Carlton rookie. And I looked up, and I was like, uh, corner, bottom left. And for some reason, I remembered. I was like, I think that's got a corner. Um, mm. And so I remembered that. But then he looked uh, just on a lark. He was looking at my 67 set, and we were talking about the scarcity of the Brooks Robinson, which, of course, you know about. Um, and I mean, it's just brutally hard to get raw, especially in top quality. Um, and I had one and then about five years ago I upgraded. And when I upgraded, I was like, all right, I'm gonna put it aside. I'm done with it. Um, I don't need to pay attention to it. Well, he flipped it over. He was like, is this a print dot or an, like an ink pen dot? And when I looked over, when I looked at the back of it, I was like, I remember getting it. And I was like, I, I stared at it, and there are some, and it was a, it was like an ink pen dot, just a stray little mark that somebody had put on the back of the card. And Joe, it's one of those where there are some cards that are so difficult to come across in high grade raw that you kind of take what you can. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I had a guy come in with a stack of vintage just the other week, and most of it was pretty rough. Uh, and it was nothing we really needed. And then I was like, there was a little baggie with 67 high numbers, including the Carew and the Brooks Robinsons. I'm like, okay, I'm interested in this lot. And I told him, I said, I'm basically making you an offer for this one bag. I said, the rest really doesn't mean much to me. And I ended up buying it all. And then I graded the uh, 
Peru and the Robinson with SGC and got them back in like two weeks. So that was very pleased with those. Fantastic. Um, all right. Let's uh, speaking of PSA. Uh, I had my first PSA mail day in 23 years, uh, and it's from uh, through your shop, obviously. And I think do you do you know if you even hold the belt still? You you were the number one submitter for PSA, I believe, in the entire state of Georgia at one point, weren't you? Uh, oh yeah, by far. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so the he's still we're doing right now staggered. Or the volume we were doing before the shutdown was staggered. We were doing uh, I mean, we had one month with like twenty nine thousand submissions in one month. So my goodness. Um. All right. So I had my first PSA mail day in over two decades, and I got back four cards because I had I had just kind of mm, decided to sample things. Um, and now I bet I've got another 50 or 60 that we're still waiting to get back from, from other orders. But my first order was only four. I had a 65 rose. And then from 1967, I had Mantle, Carew, and Seaver. The rose came back. I had bought it raw. It came back a five and I actually already sold it Saturday to my friend who came over. The 367s, the Mantle was an eight, the Carew a six, and the Seaver a seven. All right. How do I maximize the dollars on these? What's the best route? All right, your first step is to look at recent sales. Also compare the quality of your, like we were saying, compare the quality of yours relative to others that have sold recently. Uh, determine the number you feel comfortable with. And if you wanna go the eBay route, um, I recommend pricing it about 15% over the number you're willing to take so that you've got some room. Every once in a while you'll get a bite at that. And then sometimes you have to budge, but with, with really tough, you know, high-end stuff like that, sought-after cards in a high grade, I'm never in a rush to just blow them, you know, to, to blow through them, you know, stick it out of high, you know, if, if the average market's 2,000 on a card, put 2,500 on it and take take offers for, for a month until you see, I mean, I've got a guy consigned a $50,000 card to us and we've been coming down 10,000 a month until we find the right number, you know, so, uh, never be in a rush to, uh, you know, and we offer, of course, you know, we, we take cards on consignment too, which help people get the most for their money on eBay. But, uh, you definitely want to, uh, price it strong to start with. Don't, don't, don't leave money on the table. If it is a, say $2,000 card and some of the nicer ones have gone 22, 2300, you said basically 15% above as a buy it now with accepting offers or as an auction with accepting offers? No, no, I would do fixed price or best offer. That way you're protected. You're well, you know, that we, we list almost all of our greatest stuff, fixed price or best offer now, because with an auction, if the right person doesn't see it, you can be leaving money on the table. Joe buys a box. There he is again, jumps in every single episode, says Joe buys a box. Yes, uh, Thursday, Friday, when we typically release the new episodes, uh, Joe, he looks around his store. He's got plenty of boxes. He takes one down. He's going to tell us what he's going to open, how much it costs, what he may find inside. Joe, uh, this week, Joe buying a box. What are you doing, man? We're actually going with, it, it, it actually exists, a 2021 football product with 24 packs for under $100. Whoa. Which I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's 2021 score football, the retail edition, 24 packs per box, 12 cards per pack. They're around $85 a box. And yes, you can get Trevor Lawrence rookies and all those other quarterbacks. And um, probably not going to hit any autographs, kind of like we talked about with the Bowman Blasters, but um, you are going to get 
some parallels and inserts and, and have a lot of fun for a reasonable price point. Fantastic. And that is a big deal as well. I remember, uh, gosh, it's June already. It was probably about three months ago. Um, I've actually heard from some of our podcast listeners and, and on the net 54 board, one dad mentioned it. Um, you talked about tops. Is it the opening day? That's like basically the most old school product out there. It's like 45 bucks when it comes out. Correct. Yes. Yeah, that that's not nothing to so many parents out there that you want to throw your kid a couple of packs for, you know, helping out without being asked or whatever. You can't do that when the packs are $12. No. All right. So for Chuck's vintage set of the week, I am going way back, Joe, and we were talking about this. Uh, my private sale the other day, guy looked at my 66 and 67 sets, and I, I'll give him credit. He's like, I need to make certain that I can complete this set before I start walking into it. Um, and 66, you have, uh, well, first of all, it's a 55-year-old set. Uh, it is included in the run from 65 to 72 that I think is about the most consistently creative uh, run of tops cards that they've ever made. Uh, also, also, you have when you get into the mid to late sixties, it's not just Hall of Famers. It's not just a bunch of them. Joe, it's the biggest names in the history of the sport. It's Mays, Mantle, Aaron, etc., and that carries it a lot. In '66, you also have Jim Palmer rookie, Ferguson Jenkins rookie, and Don Sutton. It's it's a good class of rookies led by Palmer, but it's. It's two things. It's the unreal, like Willie Mays, Bob Gibson, high, um, um, Hall of Famers, but it's also the high numbers. 67 high numbers gets all the pub, and it's well-deserved. 66 high numbers I think are actually tougher. Um, and it's probably, I mean, I've seen it estimated that the high number series for 66 is about 50% of the entire set's uh, price. And for 67, it's 50 to 60, uh, 60% because of, Carew and Seaver, et cetera. So, so right. give your impression about 66 tops. Yeah, I, I have a memory. I remember years and years ago, I bought a run of, of complete sets from the sixties. And I think 66 was maybe, or it was 65 maybe was the oldest set in there. And I remember selling them off as complete sets. And then I had sellers remorse soon after that. And I'm like, you know, if I had broken down those 66 high numbers, I would have come out much better. So I've learned my lesson with with 60s high numbers, especially 66, 67. They are so in demand, and uh, I'm always excited to get any because there, there's always someone out there looking for them, either just in high grade or they're trying to finish a set or whatever. And so, yeah, it, it's it's not my favorite of the 60 set. 63 is actually my favorite, followed by 67. Wow. But uh, but. It's still attractive design, and, and you're correct. Great mix of Hall of Famers. Kind of light, weaker on the rookie selection. However, the high numbers uh, definitely make up for it. And I want to say, this is just personal opinion, um, you know, the 65s are just gorgeous. The 67s, to me, is just the most aesthetically pleasing set of the entire decade, and probably post-57, my favorite top set. I got to say something, though. The 66 Mantle? It's him, I think, in the batting cage, and he's at bat, left-handed batter stance, and I think it's actually a triple print. So it's attainable. It's mm -hmm. gorgeous. I think it's as good-looking a 60s card as Mickey Mantle has. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely. I think that and the 64 are both pretty affordable for him, relatively speaking, to the other years surrounding them. So, um, yeah. Great set for collectors, for sure. All right, wraps up episode 45 of The Collector and the Dealer. Be back in seven days for more.
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.